Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs podcast, and the good news is, Corey, the vibes are once again good. Cubs went 4-3 against their rival St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, behind, Miles Masturboni's first career homer. I got a lot to say about Where that. Where were you? Where were you for the Miles Masturboni's first career homer? And... Our DraftKings king of the game, Cody Bellinger's two-run shot. He stays hot in July. The dude is literally walking on, like, walking with fire on him, like the, that gif on Twitter that everyone knows about. Uh, Cody Bellinger, two-run shot today. Honestly, the the game winner. Honestly, considering they won four to three, he made it four to one at the time. Um, yeah, he three seventeen batting average, OPS over nine hundred now. I mean, we've talked about it. It ends, man. About this guy, he's been. As good as we could have hoped. <laughs> yeah, and I season. mean, you know, you saw it today. We've been talking about power and slug and the offense on the whole, uh, you know, against Flaherty, who hadn't been great. Mm-hmm. Didn't put up too much, but you got the slug when you needed it and you're able to shut it down um, at the end of the game there. Yeah, uh, obviously, like, or before I say anything else, hit the like button. We got 12 likes. Hit the like button. Uh, follow us on follow CHO Cubs on Twitter. At if you guys don't hit the like button, Luke isn't coming back. Exactly. If you got to hit the like button or Luke ain't, Luke ain't coming it's, back. It's like are the Cubs buying or selling. It <laughs> all depends on today. Yes. That's it. Uh, CHO underscore Cubs on Twitter. Cody underscore CHO on Twitter. And Corey underscore Cubs on Twitter. Go follow us if you don't follow us over on uh, the other social media My tweets apps. are better than Cody's. Corey's tweets are better than mine based off engagement and uh, <laughs> well, anything else, really. Uh, my tweets, I think they're good, but a lot of people don't know how to read my sarcasm, and that's their problem, though. So, uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, Cubs went 4-3. to three. Uh, you, you got the power, something that we've talked about that has been an inconsistent thing all year. Uh, listen, man. I understand why it's the right baseball decision to trade Cody Bellinger before the trade deadline. I understand it. But I'm also like, do you think it's going to be easier to resign him if you trade him? Do you think it'll be easier to sign him if you trade him in the offseason? Or do you think it'll be easier to sign him if you keep him and show that you want to invest in him that way and 
ride him out the rest of the year no matter what. Like, yeah. that's the thing we've, that keeps going in my head, right? We have talked a lot about how he fits this team, right? Yeah. You, you've seen it. You saw it today. You've seen it through the month of July and really his whole time here. Like, they are desperate for somebody who can slug the way Cody can slug. He plays positions that they might have openings at, depending on how the rest of this year goes. I'm not a believer. It, it's rare that guys come back, right? You know, you, you kind of get a little taste of the grass, maybe not being greener, but just as green somewhere else, right? But I, I, I understand it however they're going to approach this. Yeah. Um, I believe that he fits this team long term. Uh, you know, even like when we've talked about some of the other guys that they've moved at various deadlines – you know, Cody Bellinger just turned 28, right? Yeah. So he's, he's not 31 years old. He's not in his 30s. Like, you could sign him probably to a short-ish term deal and not be talking about, you know, part of the conversation with Stroman is that he's 32 years old, right? How long do you want to lock up a guy that doesn't rely on strikeouts? That I kind of understand, right? But right. I think Belly really fits this situation. And look, if they're eight games out of it and they get – a great offer from the Orioles or the Yankees or the Diamondbacks, somebody that's really looking for what Bellinger can provide, like, sure, I understand why they would take the phone call, but I think he fits this group long-term. And one way or another, I I would like to see Bellinger stay in a Cubs uniform. Yeah. Um, however they want to go about it. I, I'm not a believer that it happens in the offseason, then you're in a bidding war like things are just out of your control right like yep. so uh, you know but it it is what it is this is the situation they're in as we talked about in the pregame like it's it, they weren't selling because they lost yesterday and they're not buying because they won today <laughs> right? right there's a lot of factors that go into this what you and i want them to do doesn't make a difference here jed runs the team he's going to do what he wants and we're all just going to have to get through it together absolutely i you know i i hate to bring up something like that so it, it's a it kills the mood a little bit right they just won a game honestly that they didn't deserve to win uh well in turn well the umpire really screwed the cardinals over in the eighth inning i guess we can talk about it a little bit uh with burleson at the plate lighter had him 3-0 on the in on the count on the 3-0 pitch he throws one that is borderline I don't think it hit the strike zone at all but he gets the strike call uh then he throws another one that's even further off the plate and he gets another strike call I, <laughs> and I, then he hits into the double plate it's interesting I generally don't like umpires right I'm not a fan of the human element I think it's a mess I, I think we deserve a, a robot said, though today I liked them this afternoon <laughs> I kind of enjoyed the ump show it was very this I, you is know, the best I ump show I've ever seen folks we don't get this kind of ump show enough we need more of this ump show and then we get the footage of Donovan screaming at oh. first base I'm oh. like all right now we're having a good time like we are laughing here oh this man it was chef's kiss i you know this team stinks and we're and, and they stink too and like we're gonna sell and they're gonna sell and like none of it matters in the grand scheme because we're all gonna die someday anyway but man, man was that just oh my the, the me and Corey, if there's if there's anyone well, that's a certified hater around the around these parts of chio sports studios it's me and Corey. and 
we we enjoyed I watching watching the umps yeah. ruin the Cardinals' day. It was it was majestic. It was you know, beautiful. It, it was also nice. You know, again, he's hit up in the order sometimes too. But it's also nice to see like Bellinger hits fourth, and he's able to come up with somebody on base and yeah. drive in runs like. That's why you kind of hear a lot of people, us included, like nitpick the lineup sometimes. Because, like, when certain guys are really going through it and struggling, but you've had one guy who has just been scorching hot for the pe- this entire month and for most of this season, right? Before he got went on the IL and a little after, like, he was scuffling a little bit. But um, that's why we want him higher in the order, right? Cody's one of the guys that's hitting. You need to get him more at bats, and you need to make sure that he's hitting with – people on base but mm-hmm. um you know also like i you know i mouth off plenty i live to hate you just said that we like live to hate. credit to miles mastroboni right he gets his first <laughs> career home run he had some nice swings in this game so listen sometimes you have to complain about guys to get them to perform right sure. i'm not rooting against them like you know <laughs> i feel like our guy ryan herrera always thought i was like rooting against nick madrigal like i'm not rooting <laughs> against them they play for the cubs i want yeah. them to do well right yeah um but you know, it's it's only, I think, like a little over 20 plate appearances, but Master Boney's been getting hit since yeah. he's been back. So, um, you know, for all we complain that they play someone like Mancini too much when it's been, you know, four months of him not performing well, like, he's showing you something in a, a very short sample, but, hey, like, you'll take it. Like, you need guys to hit, especially when some of these other guys have been going through the slumps they've been going through. So. Right. Vanilla Chill in the chat says, I credit Cody for the Master Boney breakout. Again, where were you? When Miles Master for the when, week of Miles Master Boning, when he saved the season, yes, uh, yeah, I and I, we have to say this, and Sarah, our producer, and Chris, one of our sales guys here at CHGO, on top of Corey, all witnessed me call the Master Boney homer. It was a three-one count, and I said he was going to hit a homer on this next pitch. Well, I was going to say you just didn't call it. You were like every play in detail you were calling like a few seconds before it happened and then it happened <laughs> it was like perfect yeah uh and it won me the hit parlay. i think well the, the, later in the inning when talkman got the hit the hit parlay hit so i won the hit parlay in the and in the same inning honestly because then bellinger hit the two run home it, it was a great inning i also do want to note i i want to talk about justin Steele because he's really the reason the cubs won this game oh for sure um but we are getting the report coming through the twitter wire and and also Gary in our live YouTube chat. Uh, Michael Fulmer is starting tomorrow's game. So the Cubs going to be doing an opener Bull- situation. I was say an opener and, or a bullpen uh, have a little bit of a, a bullpen game. Okay. So there you go. That's interesting. Um, we can talk to Ryan about that a little bit more whenever sure. he gets here later yeah. in the show. Uh, but, yeah, I uh, – that I, I one, I will say that it's in- interesting because – that shows like I, I I'm just a little confused. They've never done something like that before. But again, we'll get to that later. Uh, who else in the chat? Uh, the team makes me sad. Call up the young guys. Let's see what they got. Dude, they won today. But yeah, I feel you. Steel is an extension we need to talk about. Says Vanilla Chill. Um, Steel is here until 2028. They're yeah, not going to do that. They're now, not going to do that. So. Um, there's some people in here with some optimism about the Cubs not trading Bellinger, which is, you know, I mean, that's fine. I, 
just be, I think the reason that I've just accepted that it's probably going to happen is just be based off what we've seen the last two years. They didn't trade Ian Happ, but he had two years of control at the time, right? Like, this was the year that they could have traded him at the deadline if they wanted to. Uh, Contreras, the only reason that didn't happen is because the Astros blocked the trade. Uh, but they still moved four relievers. And then, obviously, the year before, they moved the entire core uh, from the 2016 team. So, based off what I've seen... And how we've seen Jed Hoyer operate, there's no reason for anyone to believe that Bell, that Bellinger is going to stay here. But hey, well, I, I, mean, I would I, love I think, to. I would love for him to stay. You know, given the situation, I mean, people have pointed out, right? He is a, a Boris client. Yeah. Um, and he signed this deal with the intention of proving that he could get healthy mm-hmm. and perform. And especially when you head into a trade deadline where the guy is one of the hottest hitters in the league. I mean, currently in this month, he's the hottest hitter in the league. Yeah. You know, you you might get some phone calls that Jed is going to be particularly interested in, especially if a an extension isn't really something that is easy to discuss at this point with the client and the agent. So yeah. we'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, there's a... A lot going on here. Um, as far as Michael Fulmer starting, I don't, you know, fine on an on an opener. Like yeah. it, it is what it is. Um, not sure why he pitched today. If he's going to open tomorrow, <laughs> and he also had no command. To, I don't think he threw a single pitch to where Miguel Amaya called it yeah. today. So I, you know, whatever. But yeah, well, well, if you're in the chat wondering why Michael Fulmer is starting tomorrow. Our guy, Ryan Herrera, will be with us at the end of the show from beautiful historic Wrigley Field. So we will yeah. ask him rather than speculating wildly why we're on the air. Um, we, we're kind of moving around a little bit here. Back to today's game. Um, I know we want to talk about Justin Steele. So uh, six and a third innings, five, six hits, two earned runs, one of them that came in because of Julia Mer- Merriweather. Uh, allowing that Arenado hit to drive in two, uh, one walk, and then nine strikeouts. So, you know, two. I think his ERA is still under three, which is awesome. He he, I think he he struggled a little bit to start the game. I think he, you can tell when this team feels tight and not loose, and just that you know you can feel it through the TV in a way that's like they know they need to win this game, like. Because the players are going to play like they they're going to do as much as they can to avoid this this sell off, right? And Justin Steele, like those first couple innings, you know, he allowed the one run, I think, in the first, and then got in some trouble in the second and third, I'm pretty sure as well. But was able to get out of it. Got the big uh, the big double play, I believe, or he got a comebacker that was with the bases loaded that uh, he was able to get out of it. But after the Cubs had the four run inning. He, he started cruising. He was just – he's like Mississippi fastballs, wherever you got to put them, and, uh, you know, he just gets it done. And that's – you can see the difference when the Cubs have a lead and you have your one of your best pitchers on the mound. And you could say that about any pitcher in the league. Um, they definitely feel a lot more comfortable when they have the lead than they do whenever it's tied or a one-run game or if they're losing, obviously. But uh, – yeah, man, he he just uh, it was a nice bounce back start overall, based off the fact he gave up six runs in the start before against Boston. Uh, to do, he's now have two consecutive good starts against the Cardinals, 
Uh, my my guy Mike Dubs went to the Cardinals Wikipedia page, then changed the owner name to Justin Steele. Big of him, credit to him. That's my guy, because uh, Justin Steele has owned them this year. So uh, anyway, yeah, I I don't really have much else to say about Steele other than like he just is continuing his great season and he's just been so fun to watch and. He he gave the Cubs absolutely everything they needed. If there there if there is some miraculous you know streak coming that could lead to you know the Cubs being a little bit different at this deadline. Yeah, I mean that was the start that you needed. Um, you know, especially after you know, and again we talked about the defense, but yeah. Um, Strowman, you know, not the start you wanted to start this series. Um, and you really need you really needed that from Justin Steele. Um, nine strikeouts today for Steele, and you know a, a, again, like we talked about it, like the offense not really doing too much, right? So this was a game where you know Steele had some innings where he had to pitch out of a little bit of trouble, um, and he was able to do that and he needed to do that so it's Mm kind of one of those outings where you feel like as a pitcher he knows he needs to be pretty close to perfect if the offense is not going to you know have one of those kind of explosive efforts we saw against the Nationals bullpen earlier this week so it was a big start it was the start they needed another quality start for Justin um, you know and really outside of a couple of clunkers this year I mean this is really just what you come to expect from him at a minimum you're pretty much counting on him every day to go out there and give you a quality start six innings one or two runs you know and a handful of K's and then obviously he's had some outings that are even better than that so it just continues to be an incredible season for him and he is continuing to show that what he did last year kind of in that second half is is not a fluke this is the pitcher that he has evolved into he is a top of the rotation arm he is one of the best pitchers in the league and he continues to just go out and back that up every time he's out there yeah man and the fact that he's a two-pitch pitcher too is what makes it even more impressive in my opinion i'm not like some pitching guru but most starters at least have more than two pitches so it's it's like he like batters know what's coming and he's just like here try and hit it and for the most most of the season batters haven't been doing it so uh, I, I loved on the Apple TV broadcast that they mentioned multiple times about how no one is hitting home runs against Steele. And I know he's he's given up some in recent starts, specifically against Boston. Um, and I think even maybe the start before that. But, you know, conditions at Wrigley Field, you know, especially when the wind is blowing out, some of those cheapies get through. And, you know, obviously he wasn't great in his last start. But uh, for the most part, he's he's been someone who's kept – hitters in the ballpark all seasons which is great to see so yeah and a a comment from michael in the live youtube chat um i kind of said that too you know he says i know Steele was at 100 pitches but you can let him finish that inning um yeah i i i i it was a bunt single that was the last thing and then he gets taken out i know they want to be protective of steel right he's dealt with some injury stuff and um you know he's still he, he doesn't, you know, last year is his first year where he's really getting that many starts at the big league level and throwing that many pitches, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there there are definitely times, even though on the whole this year 
Merriweather has been good. He he figured something out after some struggles early in the year. Some of these guys have have been good out of the bullpen, but there are times where I'm. I, I, that's how I felt too. Like unless you're really at you know, hey, he cannot go over this many pitches for some sort of training or like physical reason. Yeah. That was a spot where I would have been like, let let Steele gut this out. Like let him finish this outing. You know, not a big deal. It kind of it happens, right? Yeah. So. You know, some of those hits that led to those runs were pretty, like, dinky kind of hits. It is what it is, so. Yeah, I, he had nine strikeouts today, and he he gets more strikeouts. You know, it's not every start, but he does get he, – he has shown to be able to rack up some Ks, uh, you know, against teams before. And, uh, you know, it's not like he's overpowering. It's not like he's throwing 99, 100 out there or anything like that, but um, – you know, whenever he is around that seven to nine strikeout range and a start, that's probably when he's really honestly at his best. So uh, to be able to rack up that many considering how he started the game um, shows how good he was in the, the middle part of the game. So, Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know, 100 pitches, it's, I, I, it, let's not forget the forearm thing was, what, like a month, a month and a half ago. So I – yeah, if they I want understand to be careful, it. I get I, Especially yeah. where the Cubs are right now in the season where it's just kind of, you know, is it, well, it, it, it just is one where, like, as you're watching the Cardinals creep back, you're like, I yeah. swear if they blow this first steal, I, I can't handle this yeah, again. Yeah, like, for sure, yeah. I think they're thinking more so about the future than anything else in that, in that decision. But um, I did see Jack R. mention in the chat, though, uh, Cubs are now six and a half back in the wild card, and if the Marlins and the Phillies lose, you know maybe maybe the wild cards apply. I'm not you're not buying me back in. They got to win. They got to win at least five in a row for me to like maybe just maybe. But and obviously the Brewers need to lose. You need the Reds to lose. You need some of these teams ahead of you in the wild card to lose. But yeah, I I I admire some of the optimism. Like I want to be, but I'm I'm so tired of going back and forth, man. I'm 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 done. I'm done. Well, and I think even, you know, so they're six and a half out of the wild card. Uh, they're behind Cincinnati and Miami. And then Arizona, San Fran, Philadelphia are the three teams that have the wild card spots. Again, I'm, I'm almost never talking about what I want to do. I'm just trying to explain what I think the front office is going to do because that's the reality we live in. They would they, they would have to really narrow that gap like yeah. they're they're not going to buy or keep players mm-hmm. for a shot at a wild card situation when mm-hmm. you're over six games out behind several teams like yeah. that's just not how they're going to look at it whether everybody likes it or not I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you um appreciate that comment from mark says i love the show watching from memphis iowa cubs are in town next week nice. a lot of good talent to check out there mark so yeah. hopefully you get to check uh, it out mark i see mark in their chat all the time ones. so um someone in the chat asked if i wanted the cubs to move bellinger and i think if you watch the show lately you would know that i don't want the cubs to trade i don't want to, them to either to trade, yeah uh bellinger so um i and like if you haven't noticed like not doing the beer bat like i i i'm not going to celebrate this win whenever i know like i feel like 
the Cubs are still going to they got to earn this the team. beer back. They got to earn it back. Yeah. They got to the show organization, me, not they, the, the. They got to the show yeah. me something. They yeah. got to show me something, right? Um, but anyway, I again, I I do admire some of the optimism in the chat. I I want to be optimistic more than anything about this organization, about this team. So, and today we can at least feel that because being the Cardinals. Is always great. You know how many years we've sat through watching the Cardinals good. be good, and then the Cubs are even worse than this. A lot of years. I, I oh, grew we up. We got in, them yelling at the umpires. Guys oh, yeah, are getting yeah. thrown out. Those are always good. I, <laughs> I grew up downstate Illinois, like middle of nowhere, surrounded by cornfields, full of Cardinal fans. I hate their fan base and I hate their organization. All right, so I will always celebrate. Uh, the Cardinals losing a baseball. You know, and I, I, I just tweeted this, but it did make me think of it. Uh, this was another Justin Steele win that was closed out by Albert Alzali. Mm. Uh, and if you haven't read Ryan's piece on allchgo.com about their friendship, they've both been in the organization for a oh, long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're friends. They've, they've built a real friendship for how long they've both been in the Cubs organization. So every time I see them... You know, Alzali come in and save a game that Justin Steele started. I I do love that. Um, it's it's fun to see. And if you haven't read that piece by Ryan, it is it is really good. And I think it'll make you appreciate those two uh, even more. And especially when you see them pitching in the same game. Um, I did see in the chat somebody saying that they miss my go, uh, go Cubs Go Sean Michaels video. <laughs> same thing. They gotta earn it. Gotta earn it, you, man. You can't you can't use really good bits. Yeah. On a team that's, you know, yeah. now they're not eight games. But, you know, at the time, they're like 10 games under 500. It's like, guys, this is yeah. too quality. Too it's quality. a quality meme. I, ca- quality. I can't use it on that. Yeah. You know? So they win this game. They move to eight games back. And if Milwaukee loses tonight, I think they're playing Atlanta, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. If they if, – if Milwaukee loses, they'll be a seven-and-a-half back. So – Again, like yeah, day by day. This day, we'll by, day, day by day, by day, but right? I, like, I am. I, I just again, I'm stating that I'm, I'm not back in. I'm just enjoying the fact that they beat the Cardinals. So well, and yeah, and and again, like Jed talked about it on the radio, and you can, and I always say this, like you mm-hmm. can take what presidents or owners say with any grain of salt, right? They're speaking to the media. They're usually. I don't want to say lying through their teeth, but, like, they can, right? They don't have to tell us what they're actually thinking. But I do think what he said on the radio on on 670 the other day was pretty fair, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they are not evaluating things as a front office on a day-to-day basis. How close they get to the deadline before Mm -hmm. they're making decisions, I don't know, right? I'm sure they're fielding phone calls now. I'm sure they have been fielding phone calls. There was a, pro- a report today that several teams have been calling on Marcus Stroman already, right? Yep. But it's all it's it's going to be where they are a week from now, ten days from now. What do the standings look like? Has this team played well over that time? And that's how they're going to evaluate things and, yeah. and what kind of offers they're getting. Um, you know. Like I said, they're not selling because they lost yesterday to the Cardinals, and they're not buying because they won today. So yeah. all we can do as fans, right, for whatever we want, you and I both would like Cody Bellinger to be here long term, whether that's now in the off season. But it's out of our hands. All we can do is hope they win tomorrow, and we'll see what they decide yeah. to do. I, I, I love the idea. I know people have said it in the chat, right? Like, I love the idea 
of extending him now. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen, right? No. Just Boris won't just my two cents, right? Yeah. I also love the idea that they trade him for like a nice haul and then he comes back in the off season. It sounds great, right? Like I just But it's you very know, rare. There, there's a lot of variables there if you allow him to leave you open up all those variables. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Right. You know what I mean? Like all we can do is take it day by day today. And kind of like we talked about after they won that national series, like you can also still focus on a lot of the little things that are important no matter what. Justin Steele continuing to pitch like this is a big deal, right? Albert Alzali succeeding in this role that he has been put in, in the, at the back end of the bullpen as the closer, that's a big deal. So yeah. day by day, We'll look for the little things, and we'll see what Jed decides to do. Absolutely. Um, you know what goes good with, like, an afternoon Cubs W on a Friday afternoon? I and do. the sun is out, at, and you're walking down Clark Street uh, after you leave beautiful historic Wrigley Field? I do know. Exactly. Do you? I had uh, to really describe it for you. I wasn't sure, but, no, I do know. Uh, and that's – it's it's sunny-sided summer Fridays. Hell, yeah, So, baby. of course – it is our friends at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. It is your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transparent loyalty program, and it is Illinois' favorite dispensary from the city to the suburbs, Champaign to South Beloit, River North, and of course, my location, Wrigleyville. Oh, yeah. Shop. It's right on Clark Street. You are steps from beautiful, historic Wrigley Field. You place your order online. It's ready in seconds. Nice, beautiful new facility. They're friendly, knowledgeable staff. If you have any questions, if you're not sure what you're looking for, what types of products, what types of effects, what types of ways to consume cannabis, they will answer all your questions. They have such a wide variety of products. You can shop their Sunnyside House of Brands like Mindy's, uh, the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard, award-winning chef Mindy Siegel, and Cresco Labs. Good news, they've got gummies, rechargeable vape pens, and carts, perfect for great moments with the crew. And like I said, you pick up your order, it's ready in seconds, you walk out, boom, there's the marquee, you're in the shadow of beautiful historic Wrigley Field. It sets the weekend off right. It's a beautiful way to start your weekend uh, on these sunny side summer Fridays. And since it's sunny side summer Fridays, uh, my, you know, sunny side summer Friday player of the day here, the one who's setting the good vibes for the weekend, I am going to go with Justin Steele. I know Cody Bellinger is maybe the obvious choice, Mm -hmm. uh, but we crowned him earlier. So I'm going to go Justin Steele. Uh, Obviously not the outing that he wanted the last time. So uh, it it made me feel good. The the vibes are right. Mm -hmm. Seeing him dominate on a Friday in those, um, the, uh, I'm blanking on, what they call those uniforms, the City, City Connect Connects. uniforms. Yes. Um, you had those like those light blue accents, right? It's nice on a Friday at 120, Cubs beat the Cardinals, vibes couldn't be any better. So yeah. I'll uh, go with Albert Azalei just because he got those first two outs and then Morell had that awful error. Yeah. And then he hits Contreras, and I'm not laughing about it. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, what do you call it? He gets O'Neal to fly out. So the Cubs avoid a massive, massive, like, like 
choke, right? Adbear and, and was, was not great. going to let yeah. a sunny side summer the, Friday be ruined. He just does those fist all. pumps after the game. Like He's got the high socks and the City Connect. He's got great vibes. So I feel like that's the best way. Yes, and uh, through August, head to sunnyside.shop. Use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, and that is not stackable with other promotions. Uh, new and returning customers can use that code CHGO25 for 25% off, and you must be 21 or older or an Illinois Med card holder. Um, Ravi is in the chat, longtime listener and, uh, I guess, watcher. Says that it's his birthday, which I think he said in, he was in pregame yes. and we learned this. But, you know, we're going to put this up on the actual audio feed. So happy birthday, Ravi. After I know that you go to Sunnyside, Ravi, maybe after you're, you go to Sunnyside, you don't want to go and deal with all the people at all those stores around Wrigley Field. If you want to you know, pick up a new Cub shirt or a hat or something, you go home and get on FOCO, bro. All right. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It's baseball season, Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Set decorations. FOCO has donated a few awesome pieces to our sets. Uh, as I don't uh, definitely behind us. We got the Clark, the Cub. We got the Hayden Wisniewski one. Um, so check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use promo code CHGO for 10% off. Uh, Sarah, do we have a super chat? We do. Uh, there's nothing. It doesn't say anything. But oh, okay. She just, uh, uh, Ira, yeah. she just gave us five bucks. We'll take it. Thanks, Thank Ira. You. If you actually have a Thank question, you. feel free to uh, say something. James says, vibes are always high when Cody's bare thighs are hanging loose. Thank you. I don't know what to say to that. There you go. I like the CHGO meetup at Sunnyside from Christian. Oh, mm, CHGO meetup at Sunnyside. Sure. Oh, yeah, from Christian. I see that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, you can come to the Crosstown Takeover and maybe make a pit stop at Sunnyside before or after the game. As long you know? as you're 21 and up. As long, yeah, as long as you're 21 and up, matters. right? Uh, yeah. So, oh, there's Iris' question. I see it. So, uh, how many player pieces do you think the Cubs are are from being a competitive for division or more for a three to five year stretch? In my opinion, that should help you decide to buy or sell. So she's basically asking how many holes are there in this roster. I, I guess mean, you I could think say. Uh, you know a lot of the holes are are pretty obvious, right? You've been searching for an answer at third base for basically the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, you have been searching for an answer at first base for the entire season. Yep. I expect they give Matt Mervis another try soon. Um, I think there was some reports that they didn't expect that before the trade deadline. Uh, but he'll get another shot to see what he can do there. Um, and you're looking for power. So those are the things you need on offense, um, yeah. and they're not easy to find. Mm-hmm. So I think you're a few pieces on offense, um, and the rotation is harder to answer, right, because that depends if Stroman is still here. That depends if we see guys like Hayden Wisniewski, Ben Brown, etc. in this second half get an opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, Kyle Hendricks, you would have to – decide to bring back um you know there's 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 different ways to look at this um so i don't know if that will affect their decision to buy or sell though right i i think what we're hoping if they do sell right uh is that they're acquiring guys who are ready to help 
right? Mm-hmm. And I think there was a good piece over at Bleacher Nation on this, I think this morning, um, you know, just about how the Cubs haven't worked themselves into the exact same spot that their system was, say, in 2014-ish, right, where you had, like, so many blue-chip prospects, like guys that you were feeling like were surefire going to contribute, ready to play on an MLB team, and they did, right? They literally won a World Series with a lot of those guys in 2016. In 2016. A lot of people forget that. I'm told. Um, I'm told people yeah. do forget that, yeah. But but they do have a lot of talent and depth at, in this system. So especially on the younger side, right? Like, so you take the best offer if that's what Jed wants to do. But if you're going to do this again, I would, I would be pretty uncomfortable watching them bring in more like guys that they're sending to the complex league or single a like, and we're looking four or five years into the future. Like they're going to keep doing this. I I need to see more immediacy in the return and start Mm -hmm. seeing a clearer vision for, okay, this is when, they are going to be good, and that point is going to be soon. Yeah. So, uh, I don't. Th- they have a decent amount of holes they have to address. They need to progress some guys through the minors. They need to see some guys get MLB time. Uh, but I, I don't think that that necessarily is going to affect their decision. I think ultimately, Jed kind of laid his cards out the other day, and he pointed it out, and he said, unfortunately for us, Milwaukee is playing good baseball, and they're winning a lot of games. And I think that is ultimately kind of the biggest... They know who this team is. Jed watches Mm -hmm. all the games, right? He knows who this team is. They know what they expected out of this team, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is, even if you really believe in this team as Jed Hoyer, if you're eight or nine games back... You, you have to make a decision based on that. So I think yeah. that is where they are going to be. And yeah, William in our chat, I think, kind of puts it the right way. The farm is deeper now, I think. Yeah, you know, we'd I have to agree. talk to Greg Huss and yeah. our, our prospect friends on that. But uh, I do believe it's deeper, but you just don't have as many like blue chip guys. Okay, like we PCA, feel and that's we feel for sure about maybe these Alcantara types too. of guys, right? PCA and Alcantara, but the thing the thing is is I don't think that they'll be coming up at the same time, right? Like it like Baez and, and Russell and Bryant basically did. Well, and you know? PCA, you know, at least at this time, is not great player, right? And yeah. I expect him to be a great player. But right now they don't have the kind of one thing they really need, which is basically 2015 on Chris Bryant, yeah. right? Someone who you're looking at going, oh, this guy's going to come up and hit 25-plus, uh-huh. 30 home runs every year. Be a cornerstone. Right. Yeah. And so PCA is a great player, but they specifically need a certain kind of player right now that they're going to have yep. to go find. Um, I also see people talking about packaging Stroh and yep. Bellinger for a bigger package, et cetera. Like, yeah, sure. They, they should get the best pack. They should get the best players they possibly can. Yeah. Right. Um, Evil Wax in the chat, I saw he was listening to another podcast that suggested that the Cubs trade Canario, Jordan Wicks. So Alexander Canario, Jordan Wicks, and Seiya Suzuki for Juan Soto. And then said that wouldn't even scratch the surface of what it would take to get him. What Soto would be a free agent after next year, right? He's a free agent in 2025. Yeah. yeah. So you mean it would it be the winter of 2024? 
It's like he has he's one- ARB eligible in 2024. He's a free agent in 2025. Okay. So you'd get one more year? You would have him for next year. For yeah. next year? So uh, Then you basically are in the same spot you are with Cody Bellinger right, right. now. I don't necessarily think that it doesn't scratch the surface considering it's only one more year but you're also like you're not changing a lot with your roster if you're going to trade it's um stroman and bellinger too now if you're able to if you decide to hold on to bellinger and you make a trade like that to get a guy like juan soto who you know he he's a great player say say i mean i like Saya, but i'd rather have juan the, soto too like i, I think the <laughs> problem if i'm I'm not good at hypothetical trades, right? right? Which is why I don't throw them out there because I really have no idea what people are mm-hmm. expecting. But to, to me, like, Canario's just coming back from an injury and yeah. Saya's value has never been lower. I mean, he doesn't have a long MLB career, so I don't I don't think that's going to work. Um, yeah. I think you're, if you wanted to get him and then try to, like, extend him, you'd have to, I think you'd the, have to be offering a bigger chip prospect than... Mm-hmm. A, Canario, if he's healthy, is a is a, a very interesting player. A Thirty home run guy. He's just coming minors. back from two yeah. massive injuries, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And Saya, right now, you know, I don't know what San Diego he's, is going to care about a guy with a you know basically league average he, hitter they, right now. So. The, San Diego, one of San Diego's biggest problems has been their defense. Um, Soto yeah. isn't exactly the greatest defensive outfielder, uh, but he still hits. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I just wanted to read it because I found it interesting and wanted your thoughts. I. I'm well, not so good at these hypothetical about, trades either. We talked so. about the other night. Like, I would love the Cubs to explore stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like, we talked about other teams picking up, um, you know, the Dodgers taking advantage of when the Boston Red Sox wanted to sell on Mookie Betts. And then the Dodgers got him yeah. and extended him because they wanted Mookie Betts. So it doesn't have to be Juan Soto, but I, I think the Cubs should be looking at that. And that's when we talk about being able to do multiple things right Mm -hmm. if you want to trade stroman and bellinger fine right like belly's value is skyrocketing right especially as a left-handed power hitter yeah uh but you can also be looking around hey who else is selling Mm -hmm. right are the padres going to sell guys because they have a a huge payroll and they're not winning enough games to justify that are they going to get rid of some guys to clean up that situation are the mets going to do something like that are the angels going to trade guys like those are things i would be looking at and saying like okay maybe we're going to let some guys out the door but we're going to be trying to figure out how do we get better for 2024 and how can we also take advantage of teams that are underperforming and want to get rid of some guys yeah uh uh, the chat is very much reacted to this this hypothetical um but I will say my favorite comment is, forget the winter of 2024. We have the summer of Mike Talkman going on as we speak. <laughs> Shout out to Ricky in the chat. Is Ricky, uh, Ricky, are you from Palatine? <laughs> Speak, we haven't even mentioned Mike Talkman. Another hit today, RBI double. He drove in uh, Amaya, who got a hit after Miles Masterboni hit, uh, hit the homer. So uh, Talkman definitely had a part in the, uh, the four runs. So, again, back to you know this these hypothetical things i think some of those kinds of trades can make sense if you're going to keep cody bellinger you know what i mean like if you keep cody bellinger and make a trade to get a guy like juan soto and i'm not even saying necessarily a guy like canario and 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 wicks and suzuki for him but like something else i 
we can dabble in that if you want. But I, all I'm saying is that keeping a guy like Cody Bellinger, it would make more sense if you make another if you do make a certain trade like this. Um, I, that would help for the future. And if you like trading, adding Stroman to that or something, you know what I mean? Like, hey man, I, I keep yeah. saying it, but at some point you got to be bringing in and keeping more talent than you're letting out the door. So however they want to do that, whoever that looks like is fine with me, but just got to keep getting better. So uh, do we? Ryan Herrera is here from beautiful historic Our Wrigley guy. Field. Uh, Early today. We're going to make him wait. Got and read 20 these minutes ads. with Ryan. 20 minutes. It, he's he's learning the ways of the press box, all right? Uh, Ryan, let me tell you about pins and aces, man, because we're going to need some golf polos out at, uh, at Cog Hill uh, August 25th. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. They are family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. The Blackhawks guys, the CHGO Blackhawks guys, said you can put beefs in them. Like Italian beefs in okay. there? They did that on an episode creative. a couple months ago or whatever. Yeah. They put actual Italian beefs in there, had and, it there all day, and yeah. then their show was at the end of the day, and then they ate it and it was still warm. Yeah. <laughs> it so, was actually a good bet. Beers, Italian beefs, whatever. It's a, it's a great a great thing you can get from Pins and Aces. Check out PinsandAces.com. Use code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's PinsandAces.com. And... A good place to, you know, use your pins and aces gear, wear your pins and aces gear is the CHGO kickoff classic golf tournament at Cog Hill at 9 a.m. on August 25th. You can sign up as an individual, a twosome or a foursome. If you are a CHGO diehard, we have a promo code for you. You can email events at allcitynetwork.com to receive your discount code for the tournament. If you are not a diehard, you should look into signing up and becoming one. You can check that out at allchgo.com. The entry fee for the tournament includes 18 holes with a cart, exclusive pins and aces tee gift for every player, access to limited edition pins and aces, CHGO polo, hole contests, great giveaways, and prizes for the winning teams and last place, and at each of the holes, lunch, drinks, and a ceremony after. I like the drinks and the food thing. Yes. And, (laughs) again, that is the CHGO Kickoff Classic Golf Tournament at Cog Hill, 9 a.m. on August 25th. Um, That said, we should bring this up real quick. Our Crosstown Takeover. I learned today that the tickets for Cub Sox at Guaranteed Rave Field are sold out. So if you didn't get a ticket there, I'm sorry. But, hey, we still have plenty of tickets for when the Sox come to beautiful historic Wrigley Field August 16th at 7.05. We still don't have a location on where we're doing the pregame meetup, but we will let you know. And, uh, anyway, if you get a ticket, it gets you one of these two uh, baseball uh, CHO baseball shirts. Um, obviously, it's the Cubs show, so I would assume everyone would want the Cubs one. Um, the ticket gets you that shirt for free and a ticket to the game. We'll be sitting in Section 425 on the right side of the ballpark. So, uh, yeah, come hang out with us, have some beers, and hopefully the Cubs aren't completely gutted to the point to where they're unwatchable. 
and we get to at least watch a bunch of young guys too. So sure. So me I, and Corey will be there. But before we uh, talk to our guy Ryan Herrera here, uh, just a quote from Cody Bellinger that I'm seeing circulating. We, you and I got tagged on on Twitter. So oh really? Uh, I want to read it from me getting uh, tagged. Brandon Twitter? Johnson on Twitter tagged us, and he oh, okay. Cody Bellinger said, "We're a very open communication group here. I'm in the loop on what could happen, what couldn't happen. I've never been in this situation before, so don't know what to say or what not to say. So I'm just going to say I'm going to focus." on on the game <laughs> riveting riveting there's stuff. your answer folks on there's what's your... happening at the trade deadline yeah. from cody himself so yeah. hello ryan yeah <laughs> that, i mean i honestly i kind of appreciate that as a guy like you know bellinger's he's you know he's actually relatively open with media which is kind of nice um but also like trying to make sure he doesn't say the wrong thing and for a guy that you know was never like a trade deadline candidate right well he's he's in la um this is this is really the first time he's kind of gone through something like that so um i actually kind of appreciated the, the fact that he straight up was like i don't i you know i don't know what to say so i'm just gonna say i'm gonna focus on what i can control sure. um, um I, I thought I, that was kind of funny i do want to kind of uh, there's plenty to talk about but i do kind of want to hit straight away because uh, we're doing this live so i'm trying not to be just staring at twitter figuring out what's going on can you tell me why michael fulmer is starting tomorrow <laughs> um i can't tell you why i think that's part of the like competitive advantage like like i think my gut is telling me it's like an opener situation um we don't know the the, the exact reasoning for it and i think we probably won't be able to get into David Ross's head until after it kind of plays out competitive advantage. Type. We'll, we'll ask the questions for sure. But, but just um, so, but just for clarity's sake, like there's no report of anybody being hurt or no, no, anything no. like that. Okay. Yeah. We have no injury on like, so I think smiley would have been rotation wise slated to go tomorrow. Um, yeah. No, got no reports on, on smiley dealing with anything. We'll, we'll see exactly what is going on. Um, I'm sure we'll obviously during the game, see how it plays out. Um, but yeah, Michael Fulmer starting was not um, something I is not what I expected to to hear David Ross announce today. Yeah, it's very interesting because it's like they've not done this at all. I, I can't I think of I a time where they've yet. ever used an an opener. You know, other than you know they had an injury or something, so they did like a bullpen day, but like. I expect Fulmer to open, and then is Drew Smiley going to come in? Or, you know, like, I well, don't know. I, yeah, I mean, and, you know, some folks are, are saying in the chat, like, I know he used to be a starter, but he pitched in relief today. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not stretched out to be a starter. I don't really think right. that, that makes yeah. a difference. I, I don't yeah, like. Yeah. Well, he, hasn't, he hasn't started. He started four games in 2021, and he hasn't yeah. started since May 4th of that year. I, I don't. I, I I don't see a. It's not going to be like they're they're trying to just go throw a hundred pitches tomorrow. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's like an obvious uh, thing here. I don't hate it. Obviously, Smiley has struggled in you know his last handful of outings. Um, you know, if they wanted to do it with Tyone too, like they're trying to figure out anything with Tyone. Mm-hmm. I, the only thing, like at least that jumps out though, like looking at his splits for 2023. It's only 85 at bats, but the numbers for Smiley against lefties are actually worse. Lefties are hitting him better in a smaller sample than righties. So you start Fulmer, maybe St. Louis loads up on lefties, but then Smiley's been getting hit by lefties this year. I don't know. Whatever. 
right? Like, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at what the lineup was um, yesterday with Stroman on the mound, and you know, you had Lars Newbar obviously up at the top. I mean, you still got Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Wilson Andrew. You still get a lot of their best hitters in the near the top right-handed hitters, right? Um, maybe that's a, a way to to go righty on righty against some of those guys. Um, I mean, you said Drew Smiley, maybe you know lefties or whatever. I, I'm yeah, I don't, I don't know. And we we are in the Ross's head, so I'm not exactly sure what he's thinking. I'm just kind of curious to see how it plays out because if it, it if it is like a former goes kind of comes out against righties, and you know, I think we've seen that numbers say one thing, but ma- some managers still you know manage with their gut and will will play those kind of matchups, the righty lefty matchups and whatnot. Um, so you never know. Maybe this is a, a ploy to get um, some early pinch hit substitutions or something, right? If Smiley comes in and they need to pinch hit a righty for a lefty. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly how it's going to work out. Um, all I know is that Michael Fulmer is starting for the Chicago Cubs tomorrow. Well, and I, I mean, even uh, – so, the, again, to clarify, I have not seen anything and you have not heard anything on Drew Smiley. I see some discussion in our live YouTube chat, if you're on there live, that maybe he's hurt. That is not – I'm not seeing that anywhere. So I think that's just speculation if that's the case. So if he is indeed an opener for Drew Smiley, it it doesn't seem like the craziest thing in the world, right? Like Smiley in his last four starts, seven earned against the Phillies in three and two-thirds, three earned in three and two-thirds against the Brewers, four earned in four against the Yankees, and then five earned in six against the Nationals. Like, you know, maybe you have him come in after Fulmer starts and see if that changes things up for him a little bit he's been in a little bit of a rut here like at this yeah. point why not like i why fulmer i don't know especially that, since he pitched today but yeah. like you know that or there's like whatever, some sort you know, of roster move coming that you we know just haven't seen yet that we just yeah. haven't seen so i i and i'm not even saying Maybe that, they that traded means drew smiley for shohei otani you guys are just gonna don't have let me to talk wait. myself into yeah. it I, and I'm not even saying that if there is a roster move that Drew Smiley wouldn't pitch tomorrow at any point, but maybe someone else to help get to help eat innings because Assad did pitch Friday and he pitched four innings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they had some guys go today. Obviously, Fulmer pitched today. He's going to pitch tomorrow. Like, I feel like there might be some help coming. So we'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch play out. Because I won't lie, I wasn't feeling good with Drew Smiley pitching tomorrow considering how bad he's been pitching, like you said. So we'll see how it plays yeah, out. Fine by me. Uh, Ryan, Miles um, Mastroboni, first career homer. Were you able to talk to him? Because this is the most important thing about this entire show is Miles Mastroboni after his thoughts after his first career homer. Yeah, I think uh, we got to talk to him and, and Ross and um, – you know, obviously happiness, right, is, is for Master Boney, first career home run. Um, and, and he actually mentioned something. I thought I kind of thought about it. I'm like, I feel like we've all kind of fell victim to, like, the, you know, Miles Master Boney's not some. So, so what he said is basically he kind of mentioned still, you know, kind of getting his feet wet at the major league level, right? Um, and I think we kind of forget, and he, just because he's not some uber-hyped prospect that's, you know, on the, at the top of the Cubs prospect list or whatever, he's 27 years old. Um, he's not like some 32-year-old veteran journeyman that we know he's just not a great hitter kind of guy. Like this is like I think he played what like eight games for the Rays last year at the major league level, and that was it. Like he has doesn't have a lot of experience at the major league level, and 
like I said, like for I was like you know for for example Matt Mervis, like he we want him to to get a, a leash and we want him to, to to make those adjustments and give him give him a chance to develop at the big league level, see what he could do, blah blah blah. Like honestly, Miles Masturboni is like, oh, did... leash, right? We're losing Ryan. Are we good? Oh, there he is. Go ahead. We're good. I'll say Master Boney hasn't really had that same kind of leash to like figure things out at the big league level. He has, after today, what like a hundred at at bats at the major league level. Like he hasn't had a whole lot of run. And I'm not saying he's you know going to turn into some everyday player, huge contributor for the Cubs. But I think something we fall victim to is, is seeing him struggle, not really knowing who he is, just because he's not a, a hyped up prospect or a young guy. Um, and just kind of dismissing him. But, you know, David Ross talked about it and saying that, like, the, these last few games, he's hit well. He's played solid defense over at third base while they've, they've needed him to. Um, and, and Ross said, like, you know, the last few games has been kind of the hitter or the, the player that Master Boney thinks he can be, that they think he can be. You know, some of that is coach speak, but some of it is kind of – he doesn't have a whole lot of major league experience. We saw him hit pretty well at AAA. Maybe he's another guy that when we talk about – you know, giving them giving them a little bit of a leash and a little bit of time to get their feet wet. Like he could fall in that category. I'm not saying he's again. I'm not going to say he's the future of the Cubs, but like <laughs> you never you know let him figure some things out maybe. Yeah, I go ahead. Nope. No, I was just <laughs> going to say that I've always thought he's a utility player at best, and I know the bit is that I just support him all, no matter what. But I've I've always thought he was a utility player at best, and my only reason that I didn't hate on him as much as everyone else did is because what Ryan basically just said, that he barely had any play appearances, didn't even have as many play appearances as Matt Mervis for most of the season. So uh, the way they were using them, using him, I didn't like, and I, I always understood why a lot of people didn't like him, but I am genuinely happy that the guys had a good handful of games. So hopefully for however long, we can ride the summer of Miles Masturboni a little bit more. Uh, Ryan, I, I do want to ask, I know you tweeted out about uh, what Dansby's been doing, but a lot of chatter in the YouTube chat. I know he's, you know, run on back-to-back days, but it, it, any further, clear, you know, they were showing on the Apple TV broadcast him doing some running, but that's, you know, we need him back out there. So any idea if we, I know the hope was at some point against mm-hmm. the Cardinals. Is there, is that still kind of the hope or has that changed at all? Yeah, I think I mean, that's still the hope um, as what, you know, we talked to David Ross about that this morning pregame uh, about Dansby and um, you know he, he talked about like maybe you know I think what he said was and I don't I don't want to misquote but he, I think he said it's like it's still day to day still hopeful he can um, play this series uh, he said he might, might have been able to be active maybe at 75 percent today um, and there's kind of the balance of like how how I guess, how do you balance a guy? You know, one of your better players, right? But at 75% versus, like, Nico's filled in pretty well over at shortstop. Morrell, you know, up until that error uh, in the ninth had been pretty good at second base. and So I, I think it's still kind of that balance. Like, he's still working his way back, obviously. still building up the baseball activities and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, they're still hoping that Dansby can play this weekend. Uh, but, you know, you got two games left against the Cardinals before they get the day off on Monday, two on the south side. I, As far as your question, like no real further clarity just because they keep saying the hope is this weekend. He's, he's, 
he's run the bases the last two days. Like that's just kind of where we're at. That's the information we're being given. So no, no more clarity on it, but yeah, the hope is still that he can play at some point in this series. Yeah, I definitely have missed him. I, we talked about, me and Kevin talked a little bit about it yesterday and just in terms of, uh, you know, the value he's bringing, at least to the lineup. Defensively, it's actually not been a glaring hole, at least up the middle, outside of Morell's atrocious air in the ninth inning today. But, but he continues to make but nice he, plays. But he, he has also nice made play nice running play. Running in, yeah. um, you know, today. He has right. made some really nice plays. <laughs> so. Um, when I, I mean, anyway. I know, you know, I tweeted about it, Ryan, but, you know, you just wrote about Justin Steele and Albert Alzali. I don't know if you talked to either of them today, but it's always fun seeing Alzali close out a Justin Steele start. And I think in particular today, what we saw from Alzali that I don't know if we've seen a lot in his time as the closer. He's done an obviously really good job in his time as the closer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, for him to pick Morell up there, that it's obviously a tight game. The game had been veering in the Cardinals' direction, right, up until he shut the door in the ninth inning there. Like, I think impressive, you know, for his, you know, sort of first stint here getting these high leverage outings as the closer, you know, a bad error by Morell, but, you know, Alzali stayed with it and, and picked up his, his teammate there. And, you know, the Apple TV cameras kind of got Alzali uh, on camera at the end there. And, you know, the face he was making was like, you know, I'm not, I was not letting that game get away from me. I don't care, you know, how many errors anybody makes behind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we did talk to uh, Justin after the game and obviously – being one of his best friends, like he was asked about Adbert and, and watching him go out and, and get that save in the ninth inning. Um, and, it, you know, it's very, what Justin said today is very similar to the way everyone talks about Adbert. I was like, he, he loves the moment. Um, you know, when he go, when he goes in that ninth inning, close game, like he thrives, he's going to bring his nastiest stuff, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really, impressive to watch what Adbert Azalei has done this year, considering, you know, going into last year prior to the injury that nearly cost him the season, he was still hopeful that, you know, a rotation spot was there, right? Like that was still in play last year, you know, last March, 2022. Um, he misses that whole year, comes back in the bullpen for a few outings uh, at the end of 2022, comes in this year, knows right away that he's going to be a bullpen guy, uh, role is unclear for the first you know probably few weeks and then the more he gains david ross's trust the more he's you know able to to get hitters out on both sides of the plate shut down rallies uh shut down innings late in the game you see him you know merge into this you know de facto closer now right like he's 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 coming in the ninth inning he's got david ross's trust and he keeps going out and, and closing things down yeah it's very impressive to see the way you know, Justin talks about him, the way David Ross talked about him, the way all his teammates talk about just um, how well that kind of role is suited for him. Um, I think it just speaks to, one, just how much he loves that moment, but then, two, just how much he's improved, how much he's kind of taken on this role. It's not exactly what he planned it to be when he got to the major leagues and has made it work for him and is, like, thriving in the role now. Yeah. Uh, Tony Andraki just uh, sent a tweet from Justin's or it's a quote from Justin Steele on Cody Bellinger that I found hilarious he said I feel like everybody in the clubhouse would say he's amazing love having him here it's also sick that he smacks homers too yeah he's awesome so uh yeah, he Cody's an eloquent him. man 
Justin Steele called Cody um, about CTV today, which I, I think we can kind of agree. Like every time he steps to the plate, especially I think – so I have some numbers here. June Since June 24th, you know, a few games after he got back from the knee injury, he's hitting 441 with an 1182 OPS, and that's in 23-ish games, something like that. Um, yeah, he's been really good for a while now, and he's – I'd say like during this stretch, like yeah, must see TV is kind of a good way to put it. Like he comes up to the plate, you're watching because he might do what he does today, hit a homer, uh, you know, two run home run, put the Cubs up, what was it, four one at that point? Like he might do that every time he comes to the plate. You never know. So it, it feels like when he comes up to the plate right now, you got to be watching because you never know what's going to happen. Something pretty big might happen for him. Yeah, um, the chat is buzzing about the possibility of Hayden Wisniewski tomorrow. Still haven't seen anything in particular, but apparently he's supposed to start in Iowa tonight, and apparently he's not making his start in Iowa tonight, according to Gary in the chat. So uh, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Let's just assume that that's it. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, anything else for Ryan? I don't have much, uh, if anything, really. I don't think so. I mean, okay. yeah. You have anything to ask us, Ryan? Yeah, how uh, did you do the beer bet today? No, nope, still banned, man. Still banned. I wasn't even still aware banned. that it was banned. Still banned. Yeah, I, didn't, banning. I, didn't, I had no idea it was banned. I was going to ask what your time was because it was slacking the last time we did it. it was, yeah, it's probably it going to be slacking the next time I do it because I ain't doing it until after the trade deadline. You spent all that time building up your time and then I, I, have, and then I have threw two, it away. I, 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 I'm going to have to find a new reason to do it if they really do shred the I grabbed him roster. a beer and then I put it back in the fridge because he said he didn't want it. Wow, that's, that's a shame. That's a shame. Um, well, I mean, I, I don't. I, I assume you didn't uh, talk to him about it. I, I do just want to mention, like, it was nice to see. He didn't have a good day at the plate, but that catch that Saya made mm-hmm. in the ninth inning there was a really nice catch. Um, and, you know, I think in his first year with the team, he didn't look quite comfortable defensively all the time out there. Um, and he's made some nice plays this year, and that was a huge play. I know, like, sometimes if a guy doesn't dive, it doesn't get as much attention. Um, but that was a really, really difficult catch going over his left shoulder and reaching out to grab that. And, you know, that would have put Goldschmidt at least on second base yeah. there. The way he runs, maybe even on third base, um, you know, so that would have been a tough situation. So uh, I assume you didn't talk to say about that, yeah. but I, I, I feel like it was, despite his on and off struggles at the plate, just nice to see him looking more comfortable and making uh, great plays like that in the field. Yeah, well, we talked to you know, David Ross, obviously, and he was asked about it. And he mentioned just, you know, not the day he wanted to have at the plate, Saya. Um, but he credited him for, you know, continuing to keep focused when he's, even when he's struggling, going through the, the offensive struggles, staying focused on the defensive side, playing great defense, you know, was really happy, obviously, about that catch. Um, said Saya got a sticker today, whatever that means. Um, but yeah, so. I mean, when the Cubs signed Seiya Suzuki, like we've, we'd heard that he was a good defender, right? Like that was some of the reports coming out of Japan that he was a solid defender. Um, and the right field at Wrigley Field isn't an easy spot to play, especially over 162. The, the, the weather changes, the, everything kind of changes about it. But, um, yeah, I think – I don't think we've seen the best of Seiya Suzuki consistently as a defender. Um, but that was like he got the read right away, like, like – the perfect read, the perfect jump, uh, just every, did everything right to 
track that ball and just knowing the way the inning kind of went that it feels like kind of a game-saving play at that point definitely absolutely all right let's do who you got um I think I won. Brian went with Talkman. I went with Hap. Brennan went with Nico. I mean, Kevin won with Belly. Kevin won with Bellinger. And you know, uh, not Belly in July right is now. like a cheat code. Yeah. So I guess we got to give one to the producers. Right? We're giving it. Well, she, uh, Sarah, I, I, I told Sarah she could make a pick, but then Kevin put a pick in there anyway. And she's well, like, I he can be belly. the pick. Yeah, I had Belly. Sarah um, was going to take Belly yeah. anyway. Yeah, I was going to take him regardless. She was going to take Gomes. I think. Is what I <laughs> At least I didn't take uh, Saya. I mean, so. considering the yeah. day he had in the at the plate, at least, yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, the producers improved to five wins on the season. Congrats. Uh, you got a long way to go. Um, all right. That was the best part of the entire show and season. Was who you got? Uh, Luke Stuckmeyer would say that, so I feel like I have to say that. <laughs> don't don't let the there facts get in the way of a good story. All right, uh, that's 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 the show. Um, Corey and Brendan back on Sunday. Series recap. Hopefully, you're talking about two consecutive or three consecutive wins. Sure. Maybe like maybe they've improved to four and thirteen on Sunday. Like we need it. Manifest it. I'm not I don't holding know. out it, hope. I'm not holding out hope either. I'm I'm trying it has to make the nothing to do with happy. the team. They they just don't win on Sunday. Yeah, there's no so such thing. But, just, but I did read that like the Cubs have won like 13 of their last 14 Fridays. So you know so they love Fridays. Summer Fridays. You know at least they know how to get have good vibes on Fridays at least. Um, and, I don't know. Anyway, Corey and Brennan on uh, Sunday, and then we'll we'll have an off day show on Monday before the Cubs go to the South Side. So. We'll see. I'll see you guys then. Uh, Cubs win four to three. The they beat the Cardinals four to three. Let me emphasize that again. They beat the St. Louis Cardinals four to three. St. Louis sucks. Their fan base sucks. Their city sucks. Their franchise this year sucks. Okay, now I feel better. Uh, Get it all out. Thanks for yeah. I got it all out. <laughs> Thanks for dropping in to check out CSU Cubs podcast. Hit the like button on the way out. Thanks for everyone for, everyone for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye.